Welcome to the San Diego News Fix. I'm Christy Totten. Coronavirus numbers are on the rise in San Diego and beyond, and the Delta variant now accounts for 83% of COVID-19 cases nationwide. We'll talk to Dr. Eric Topol after the news. John T. Ernest pleaded guilty in San Diego Superior Court on Tuesday to shooting congregants at a Poway synagogue in 2019, killing one person and injuring three others. Ernest, who is 22 years old, admitted charges of murder and attempted murder in a plea deal that spares him a potential death sentence. He pleaded guilty to all the charges he faced and admitted the acts were hate crimes. As a result of his plea, Ernest will be sentenced to life in prison without the possibility of parole, plus 121 years to life and another 16 years. A new study shows that San Diego does not award city contracts to businesses owned by women and minorities, as it should. Businesses owned by white women and minorities receive 19% of city contracts worth $2.2 billion over a five-year period, while the study says they should have landed 31%. The study could lead to policy revisions to help women and minorities win a greater share of city contracts. San Diego City Council will vote on sewer rate increases on September 21st. Sewer rates for single-family homes would increase nearly 17% next year and a total of 31% over the next four years. Rates for most businesses, condos, and apartments would go down. The proposal is based on two studies showing single-family homes haven't been paying enough, while others have been paying too much. COVID-19 is once again on the rise in the United States. To put this into perspective, I talked to Dr. Eric Topol. He's a physician scientist based at Scripps who has been following the COVID-19 pandemic and vaccine rollout and is a thought leader on the subject. Let's start with some numbers. The average uh, daily number of new COVID-19 cases this past week was up more than 32,000. That's 66% more than the week before and up 145% from two weeks ago. More than 97% of people getting hospitalized with COVID-19 are unvaccinated and 99.5% of the deaths uh, we're seeing are among the unvaccinated. Uh, Nearly 80% of Americans 65 and older have gotten a shot, uh, but only about 57% of all eligible Americans over 12 and older. So Dr. Topol, my question for you is about what percentage of the population do we need to achieve herd immunity and and is that achievable? Well, uh, herd immunity is probably not the concept that should be our driver, but the highest level of population uh, with immune to COVID status. So that means, you know, as many possible people with two doses of vaccine and uh, those who've had prior COVID, they have some immunity, but if they get one dose, that takes them to even the best scenario. Um, so we need 90% of people to be in one of those categories. That is, they had two doses or they had prior COVID and one dose. We're so far from that. And the best countries that have gotten to levels in adults, you know, 85, 90% is not enough to withstand the Delta challenge. So that's why we have to drive as close as we can in that highest level. It used to be, you know, 70, 75% could do it. And that was all pre-Delta. This kind of changed the the math here because it's just so much uh, of a super spreader strain. 
And so to protect people, we've got to amp it up. And obviously that's our problem is we kind of hit a plateau early on. And so in recent many weeks, our vaccinations haven't kept up. What is the work being done to try to convince people to get vaccinated uh, at this point? Well, all the incentives and lotteries and you know various things aren't really getting us any further. And the biggest thing we could do right now, um, besides countering the disinformation that comes from the likes of Fox News and Newsmax and these various entities that are the true uh, divisive anti-science, anti-vax uh, entities and people. Um, but besides that, the FDA approval would be the singular biggest thing we could do right now that is full approval for the vaccines. Because if we did that, um, we would have very quickly organizations that include the health systems, the military, municipalities, universities and high schools, um, private companies, just a huge number of American entities would then require vaccination because no longer is it under an emergency authorization. Now it's under full approval. And so there's just basically no excuse. The only thing would be is some of these entities would give their employees an option. That is the option of you wear a mask at all times and you get tested every two days. Well, people might try that option but after a week or two, they're not gonna to wanna to do that anymore. So there's no question that we would see tens of millions of more Americans vaccinated if the FDA would get this done. And there is no excuse why they haven't finished it by now. And finally, they made a statement you know, recently that maybe by January, we'll have this done. Well, that's not good enough because we're in the throes of Delta at now over 80%. Um, as dominant and it will be, you know, 99% in the next couple of weeks. And it is a real uh, formidable foe of ours that we're not doing enough to ante up to. The last time we talked, you expressed some, you know, skepticism or disappointment just about the government not moving fast enough to meet the moment. That's still happening with the FDA, but why is it happening? And, you know, what should we be doing differently? Well, the FDA seems to have a real leadership problem. Uh, on the one hand, they approve a drug for Alzheimer's, for all Alzheimer's, where you know these trials were not um, positive for clinical benefit. The advisory committee voted 10 to zero against approval. They overruled the advisory committee, which is in this case really unprecedented. And so they spent a lot of effort on that and defending it. And then here you have the vaccines that have been given to over 300 uh, 160 million people already have been fully vaccinated and uh, you know some 200 million have gotten these vaccines one or the other of the mRNA vaccines and you don't have approval you have seven months to do the plan inspection and to review all the, ma the manufacturing and uh, preclinical data there's just no reason that this isn't done now um, except for uh, inadequate leadership and priorities so um I don't know. The problem right now is to get new leadership. You know, the, the president hasn't nominated a new person, and that takes weeks to go through the process. We haven't even had a nominee, no less, going through the confirmation. So there doesn't seem to be any light, and the best estimate is that it will take still many months before we get that approval, which is just totally unacceptable.
How would you rate the recent performance of San Diego County and the state in managing the pandemic? Well, San Diego's done pretty well, um, you know, certainly on a countrywide basis, and also for California, um, it has a, a reasonable vaccination rate. Um, and I think, you know, if you look at it from cases, hospitalizations and deaths, um, we, we don't have a good tracking of long COVID, which is unfortunate. We've held up reasonably well, but the problem is right now we're going through another surge. Um, the hospitalizations are starting to jump up at Scripps and Insurer throughout the, the county. Um, and you've seen what's happened in LA County. Uh, we are above the national average for vaccination, but that's not enough, not nearly enough. And even places like Vermont, which is number one, are seeing case growth. And, you know, it just shows you that this is just a very tough challenge that we're not meeting up. And so, yes, we can pat ourselves on the back in San Diego. The county has done a pretty good job, but it's not enough. And our vaccination rates are not going to hold up relative to Delta. We have to get much, much higher. And then the only way we can probably get there is to get um, the county health systems, uh, all of our large companies um, to make it mandatory. And that won't happen until we get FDA approval. I mean, I've talked to some of the companies in town, large companies, they're reticent to make it mandatory until they get the full approval. The health systems have a large, they're some of our largest employers um, the only one that took the step is UC. So UC San Diego has done it, and I give them a lot of credit, but they're, they're a solo act in San Diego County right now. LA County has made masks mandatory uh, for people indoors. Here in San Diego, we haven't, but I, you know, I keep reading news stories where infectious disease experts here in San Diego say that we, we really should be wearing masks inside at this point. What's your take? I'm wearing masks inside. I stopped, but now with Delta, I'm back to where we were because I know that some people inside a room, uh, you know, with a gathering, uh, usually you're not talking about great ventilation and you don't know the status of people in the room. They could all be vaccinated even, but, you know, just one of them could actually be harboring a virus and so it, right now, the, be, the best thing you can do indoors is wear a mask, especially if you're gonna be indoors for any protracted period of time. And also the best mask that you can, you know, whether it's you know, a, a tight fit or whether it's an N95 or K95 or you know, whatever, not even just a face cover, covering, but something as, as good as you can get. So the FDA approval of the vaccines would make it possible for workplaces to mandate vaccines for their workers. Do you think this will ever reach public schools? Uh, well, it can't in the less than age 12 because there is no vaccine approval and that's not forthcoming in imminently. Um, schools, high schools could. Um, that will we saw what happened in Indiana with the university where the courts held that up that, and that's not even yet under the rubric of full approval. So um, I imagine we'll see, but you know, it, it, it's, it's not gonna happen everywhere in the country. It's gonna be a local story to play out, but um, the vaccinations uh, among children are important because they are part of the vectors uh, and they can get sick. And the myths about them never getting ill are, are, are exactly that, they're myths. 
So the more we get of all people vaccinated, um, the better. Um, and so, you know, right now it's only an option for 12 and older and we're not even taking enough um, of that advantage either. How worried are you about long-term COVID effects? Extremely worried because we know it's happening. Let's say it's one out of 10 people. The denominator is just ginormous. I mean, we're talking about tens of millions of people who've had COVID confirmed and much more who don't even know they had COVID or they never got tested or, you know, so the chance that that 10% or, or many estimates are higher that can go on and have the disabling, debilitating, chronic condition we have no treatment for. Um, and I know many, some of our colleagues um, have been affected with this and it's remarkably um, having its toll of suffering. Um, so we, we are not, there's a lot of denial about it. There's a fixation. Well, if you didn't get it, you have to go to the hospital or die, you're, you know, you're, you're, you're scot-free. No. In fact, most of the long COVID, as you know, is people that are relatively healthy people who didn't go to the hospital, who just, you know, they just can't shake it. And they have all sorts of, um, you know, major uh, symptoms that limit them, whether it's, you know, their breathing and fatigue and, and all the other things that can occur. So, um, no, I'm very troubled by it. And it's a public health um, situation that we're not, you know, we have these multi-specialty clinics that have emerged in San Diego. That's good, but we have no treatments. And there's only one way to prevent it is prevent cases. And we're not doing enough of that. Do you think we're headed into another lockdown? No, <laughs> no, there won't be any more lockdowns, not in this country, but at least we could get the mask going. That would be good. Uh, and it, it, it shouldn't be a mandate. It should be just out of intelligence and, in the, and the science that backs it up. Anytime you use the word mandate, there's the rebellious, but you know, we should have passports. We should have rapid testing. And all the things that, you know, are, we have this minority of people in this country that have bucked them, that if, you know, these are the anti-science people that say masks don't work and they don't want to be told to do anything. But if we did do these things, um, passports are extremely helpful. If you want to go to uh, shopping, to restaurants, to anything, because if we had rapid tests and use passports, we could navigate through this phase. The only good thing I also would add is that we watched Delta pass through India, which is where it started. And it took about 10 weeks and it just burned through the whole population. But it did go down without really any significant use of vaccines. It will happen here throughout the country and in San Diego. We, there, there is a light here. Um, that no matter what we do, it will pass because what it basically this virus will find all the hosts it can uh, in a wave and it'll come back down. So, you know, we're going to get through this. It's going to take X number of weeks. It's going to surge. It's going to surge in San Diego. Um, and we're going to get long COVID cases as a result. But we aren't going to be in this for long. You know, right now, time is a blur. Uh, but if it takes eight weeks, 10 weeks from now, we, we will get on the other end of it. Um, speaking of passports, there's been talk of reopening the southern border at Mexico. Uh, do you think that now is a good time? 
Well, Mexico is in pretty tough shape right now. Um, and we are not doing a good job of, uh, of uh, the testing, quarantining. We aren't even doing a good job of, uh, you know, monitoring the whole works, including breakthrough infection. So I think the less we do, unless we can get our, our testing strategy up to speed and, and all the sequela after that contact tracing, which we aren't doing enough of, uh, it's not the time to relax anything. It's the time to intensify, not to relax. Uh, in our final few minutes here, anything, anything you want to add? And just personally, I'm curious, you know, how do we convince people who at this point are pretty set on not getting vaccines? Or is that just, you know, a wash? Well, what's being used now is the breakthroughs, particularly those who wind up in a hospital uh, uh, who've been vaccinated as a way to take down vaccines. And that's balderdash. That's, it's completely wrong. Simple math shows that the vaccines are highly effective. And we're lucky because we have the most potent vaccines in the world here. 96, 97% of people got either you know, Pfizer or Moderna. They're, they're amazing. So they have held up well, not so much for preventing spread. They do that, but it's only about 80 some percent rather than 95% for Delta. But they do exceptionally well for you know, 96% against death or hospitalizations. So that's the data, that's the science, it's unequivocal. And if you don't believe it, then you're just basically signing up to the um, anti-science world. If you think there's side effects uh, of the vaccines, well, you know, they're remarkably safe. And uh, the side effects of getting COVID is remar are remarkably bad. So, um, you know, you can weigh that there's everything in life is a net benefit. Am I going to cross the street with this car that's approaching that might speed up? And you say, hmm, I'm going to make my judgment here. Well, people need to use good judgment. And the good judgment is to get protected. That's the good judgment. And uh, unfortunately, we have too many factions that are trying to undermine it. Thank you, Dr. Topol, for joining us, and thank you for listening. For more news, go online to SanDiegoUnionTribune.com. I'm Christy Totten, host of the San Diego News Fix. Thanks for listening.